Today on episode 5 of Be Found, James Brownlee talks about being a student during this tough times, the work he's done with several PCI teams, and the honest and interesting reason on why he became a Christian. That and much more coming up. You're listening to Be Found, I'm your host Gavin Scott, and in this podcast we'll be hearing from a different person each week on how Jesus has made an impact on their lives. Be Found is for absolutely anybody who wants to tune in and hear real stories from real people about their Christian faith. As usual, I want to stress for anybody listening that despite the fact that you hear myself and my guests speaking at the same time, this podcast is recorded under the government and safety guidelines. And if you like what you hear, follow our Facebook page or subscribe to our iTunes or Spotify accounts. Or you can stay updated with Regent Street, Presbyterian's Church page and Justin Children's pages where you can find the podcast and so many more resources and activities for you and your family. Now in today's episode, I welcome a guest I know very well. He's been involved in nearly every role imaginable in Terrace Row, from choir to the IT desk, to up at the front, taking children's addresses and performing in dramas. He's been involved in many teams over the years, serving holiday Bible clubs, including not one, but two PCI teams. It's James Brownlee. James, how are you doing? Uh, Not too bad, Gavin. Um, This is like my fourth week back home now with all the um isolation doing so i'm doing okay but could be better but enjoy my time at home anyway yeah no i completely understand you it's, quite, it's a difficult time difficult uh, circumstances to get used to but uh, i'm sure you're you're safe and your family's safe and uh, that's the main thing isn't it yeah it's good to be home anyway nothing beats mum's mm-hmm. cooking or maybe even sometimes <laughs> me cooking a bit as well that's true. That's true. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, your mum's very good cook. So yeah. um, you're, you're, you're well fed at least. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, mentioned there, James, that you've been involved in not one but two PCI teams. Uh, what church- churches were they and what things did your team do for the kids that attended those clubs? Okay, so like I had heard about PCI teams through family members and also through the grapevine of PCI, which just somehow gets around it. And mm-hmm. um, the first team I went on, I was just going into Lower Sixth. Yeah, going into Lower Sixth. And I went to St Andrews over in East Belfast. And what we did there was we ran different, um, a holiday Bible club during the morning, which had different things like games, the Bible story, drama, um, songs, praise. Um, but what we really focused on that one was going into the estate and um, building up relationships with the people around through playing football and having a wee discussion and chat about the Bible with them during like the half time, which was quite interesting. And then we oh. would have run different events in the evening for like the teams and locals, as well as we did do a fry up one day and also um, a wee craft and cupcakes for respectively the men in the congregation and also the ladies and then um the following year or the following two years even um i went over to abbey presbyterian in monkstown just that's north belfast for anyone who doesn't roughly know where that is and it's been two great years um we've seen god really move within the church through even coming back the second year the change was amazing and it 
although people were doing it, you could clearly see how God was working in it as well. Um, approach, which we sort of took, was the same as usually most Holy Bible clubs with um, games, craft, Holy, um, the Bible story, different things like that. Praise is always a good one. I always like um, doing a wee bit of praise, wee bit of dancing, never hurts anyone. <laughs> But, it certainly um, doesn't. I'm yeah. sure your dancing's very good. Oh, thanks, thanks, Gavin. Um, I've seen it firsthand, so I, I can uh, I can confirm. If you just give it your all, that's all the indeed, you need. indeed. Um, and also the drama, I think, is always a great way to interact with the kids. Sort of get the Bible yeah. story through in a different approach, which isn't just saying the facts. Obviously, getting the facts is really important but also mm. reiterating it in a different kind of way is also amazing. You've been involved in a range of things there, um, from sort of doing sort of backstage work and managing the IT um, to doing children's addresses now and being involved in dramas and things. What memories do you look back on um, with a few things maybe that, that you're really happy to be a part of, just with PCI and maybe with Terra Show as well? Um, well, I'm always glad to be asked and also slightly nervous because you never know how things are going to go before they actually happen sounds strange but it is just the way it is um the preparation is always um it's good to sit down and see what needs to be done and realize no matter what happens god is working so Mm. it's not necessarily the pressure on you obviously you do give 110 percent, but at the end of the day it's not you really working it's god working through you hopefully but um so the things i have been part of are quite a lot not like boasting but i'm (laughs) glad i have been given the opportunities to and i'd say i'd have to thank different people like yourself getting me involved in stuff and different youth leaders because um sometimes you do just need a wee nudge in the right direction from maybe people you look up to or someone to say here maybe um you should try that out to um give you the confidence to do it yeah yeah you're boosting my ego here james i'm loving this no problem no problem You're, you're my favorite guest thank you thank you and you're in a family as well uh, where you have a brother and sister who are also students um, and they're probably in the same boat as you. Um, has that been a stressful couple of weeks then for, for all of you, not just yourself? Um, as I say, it's good to be back home, but at the same time, the work still has to be done. It's just a different sort of approach they're wanting us to mm. take, um, just getting things done through like online lectures and fun stuff like that but at the end of the day I get to do it from my own home which is pretty good plus um we all do have to get on with it ourselves so it's not as if one of us gets to put our feet up so we're sort of all in the same boat as you say so James great to hear from you from those things but it's now time for the hot seat The Hot Seat, for anyone unfamiliar, is a segment of the show in which I'm going to be asking James a series of questions that will see us learn more about him and some of his interests. 
Some of them will be quick fire to start off with, but some of them will then need a little bit more thought. James, are you ready? As I'll ever be. <laughs> okay, let's go. Cats or dogs? Dogs, definitely. You've got two, haven't you? Two dogs? Yeah, I think I'm going to be a bit biased purely because I do have two dogs. Orange juice or black orange juice? Got to be orange juice, definitely. Ooh, okay. Uh, didn't go for tropical juice. People who mix orange juice and black currant, that's apparently a new one. I found out through the great find of youth worker with Regent Street. That's, I feel like that's sometimes what happens if you don't have enough for a full thing of orange and you've got a tiny bit of black currant, so you just got to make do. I know. I, th- I think I think you, you pick between one or two. You can't be picky on both. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be, James? Super speed. Definitely super speed. 100%. That would be, get be to class. so many places so much faster. Yeah, you, for you getting tired. to your lectures as well. I I almost do have it when I wake up at ten to nine for the nine o'clock ones, but get the blood pumping on the way there anyway. <laughs> okay, which person would you have play you in a movie based on your life, James? I don't know. Do you watch Line of Duty? I do. Yeah, a bit of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a guy in that called Martin or. His character is Steve, and he wears amazing waistcoats. And his <laughs> real name is uh, Martin Compton, and I would love Martin Compton to play me if there was a movie about me. That would be cool. That would be cool. Lana Judy is quite a good, um, a good one. You, you, you and the family, I know you quite well. You're a big fan of Casualty. I thought you were going to uh, say, do you know who, who, the, who the fella plays Charlie? Oh, uh, I don't know his name, but I, I do watch Casualty. I'm sad. I think they've taken it down to. One every other week now, so um, getting through this quarantine will be tough. <laughs> okay, what's your favourite hymn if you could choose one? Can I go for two? I know it's a bit cheeky, but... Um... No, go ahead, James. You've already given me compliments, I'll let you have two. <laughs> Thanks. Um, probably between Be Thou My Vision and How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Um, especially How Deep the Father's Love for Us, because it literally sums up the gospel message and at the end of the day gospel is pretty important so it's the basis of our faith isn't it so um yeah yeah those two definitely very good and if you could eat only uh one meal for the rest of your life what would it be pasta but with the tomato sauce and it has to be bacon it can't be chicken in it bacon in it lovely so good James, as we've mentioned there before, you've grown up in Terstro with myself. You've now built up a huge set of experiences, but how hard was it starting out and getting involved in some of the children's clubs you've been involved in? Well, as I touched on earlier, it was almost a push in the right direction from some of the people I know. But um, also, Terstro is good in the way... um, they almost want you to step into leadership roles to keep almost the baton going, keep the mm-hmm. race going, um, passing the baton on as it's a great reprocess. And although it's great to get started, but once you're in there, you can't ever just lie low. You always have to think why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it should always be for God's glory. Um even just reassessing that every time you're, I don't know, doing a holiday Bible club or just turning up to church on a Sunday, your conversations through that, 
the why behind it should probably be to glorify God. So James, when did you um, and how did you decide to become a Christian? As I've said, I've um, been to Tertiary pretty much all my life since I've been one. So that would be my home congregation. So I would have, um, and I've grown up in a Christian family, which is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I know some people might say, um, oh, I grew up in a Christian family and just pass on. But um, it is a blessing at the end of the day, because since I've been young, I've been um, brought or sent to those um, events, whether I liked it or not when I was a lot younger. Um, but because of that, I would have to say that is a lot of where my questions for um, what really was um, going on and why I was going to church and why my parents really wanted me to go these um events and organizations which talked about god so um it was probably around first year so i was in first year of school i think that's what 11 12 years old Mm -hmm. and i as i said i've been going to organizations and different stuff but the youth fellowship had been going to different um youth rallies and different type of youth events over the previous few weeks and then what the following week was um with the school cu or uh, scripture union and there was a wee event out in port stewart town hall and it was just like um dare i say normal um youth rally or so i thought it would have been anyway i was mainly going just because my mates were going um didn't think anything of it maybe a few sweets a few games and a talk or something I was <laughs> thinking um but during there it was that night where I gave my life to God so the speaker can't remember his name but he was talking about how um he pretty much just said it straight he said if a plane were to come through that building right now, um, the morbid thought of kill us all, where would you be? What would happen when you die? And for me, at that age, um, or it, it, it was a very scary thought. I was thinking I've been to um, church all my life. I've gone to all these events. Does that get me any brownie points thinking there? and realizing that it didn't matter how many times I'd gone to church it didn't matter any of the organizations if I didn't truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and love him as my savior believing that he died for me and rose in the pure message of the gospel and without that I was just almost a hypocrite um, almost thinking that I was better than other people who haven't, who don't go, who didn't go to church, purely because I showed up to a place on Sunday, even though my heart necessarily wasn't in it. But um, thank God, He is so amazing on His timing. Um, he sees everything, He knows everything, and I'm so glad that that night. He's the Holy Spirit stirred me to give my life over to him. So, James, um, has there been anyone um, 
that has been a real support to you. Maybe, you know, talking about maybe some of the leaders there earlier, maybe some of your family as well. Um, who, who, who's been the support and maybe the rock for you in your life, but also as well, how important is it for, for support to come into play whenever you're particularly becoming a Christian? Um, well, support is definitely important. Where you find that, um, whether that be a fellow friend, Christian friend, or um, elder in your church, or someone who's just older than you and a bit more mature and a wee bit more down the line of faith. Um, but sometimes it comes in the people who just pay an interest in you, who um, ask how you are in a loving way, compelled by Christ, um, not doing it because they feel they have to do it or any other reason, but because they genuinely care. You and I know each other very, very well. And one of the things that uh, you've done, um, and to any of the listeners just wondering, would be James actually got me um, along with a, a bunch of other lads at Corinthians to, to go to prayer club um, or prayer meetings, as, as they, were, they were called. And just I know how important that was in my life to, to have that relationship with prayer and to have the support of everybody there. But James, just growing up as a Christian, particularly as a young person, um, you, you, you've probably been through different things before where it's been lack of encouragement from others and maybe difficulties in your faith or your confidence. Um, I'm just wondering, have you got any advice um, to give to anyone taking uh, real consideration after listening to what you said today? Um, to become a Christian or who is a Christian and they're just finding those first couple of uh, steps very, very hard. Okay. Um, well, if you're not a Christian, it is the best decision you will ever make to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he loves you. He loves you more than anything else in the whole world. So much so that he would um, come down to earth and die for you on a cross. Um, that's the gospel message. He died and rose again. He had power over death. He is strong. He's mighty. And sometimes we don't feel important. Sometimes we feel as just another person in the crowd. Sure, there's, I don't know, a, multiple billions of us on this planet. But we have to remember that God loves us and we are special to him. And how he changes your life, it's amazing you have a new approach. Now, um, if you are a Christian and maybe you've fallen away or times are tough and you've got distracted, maybe you've got a hundred thousand things on and the last thing on your mind is faith, um, don't take um, your faith as just another thing in your big long list of parts of your life it shouldn't necessarily be so I've got my work I've got my job I've got my sport I've I've got Jesus there's a wee analogy which um it was going around a lot over the past few years and it's you've got this jar and you've got sand and rocks and you're told to put in it all if you put the sand in and then the rocks the rocks don't fit. You can't get it all in. Mm. But if you put the rocks in first and then the sand around it, it's like a glove. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a bit of a 
crude analogy, but um, The Rock is supposed to be Jesus. And if we put him first, and if he is the reason why we're doing everything, and he's the basis of our life and everything in it, then everything else sort of just fits into place around mm-hmm. it. I'm not saying everything's going to be sunflowers and daisies, because life generally isn't that way. But with God, everything almost has, as I said, a sense of peace about it. And even knowing he's in control when everything seems like we can do absolutely nothing about it. He is so much stronger than we could ever imagine and as knows what will happen and he will be with us through it all. James, I think that's a fantastic point to end on. Uh, so thank you, James, and uh, that's all uh, we have for you today. Now, if you are looking to connect with some of the things going on in Terrace Row, James's Church, there's a Facebook page and website that are open for more information, along with links to their services via their YouTube channel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do follow our Facebook page or subscribe to our iTunes or Spotify accounts. Or you can stay updated with Regent Street Presbyterian's Church page and Youth and Children's pages, where you can find the podcast and so many more resources and activities for you and your family. Mm-hmm.